We only have so many shopping days left to go before a quarantine Christmas. What is wrong with you? Take a deep breath. It'll be all right. Take a deep breath. I can break these cuffs. You can't break those cuffs. We appreciate your cooperation now, okay? I'm gonna relax. The only thing I'm saying now is that I did not really know who you were. I thought you was a thug. It's dark over here, and when you How about the overhead lights? I, I thought it was Christmas. I didn't know. Jesus fucking hey, what's up you guys? Holy shit, it has been a minute since I've picked up a microphone, but here I am. I'm back. So what's new with you guys? Are you guys just as broke as I am this year? Holy fuck, dude. I can't eat Well, I can get into how broke I am later, but anyway, in other news. <laughs> did um any of you hear about this uh this girl of this band who peed on this man's face on stage at a live performance. That is a great way to kick off concerts again. It's like, all right, the lockdown's coming out. We're opening up venues again when they were like shut down for quite some time. You know, let's just pee on faces. That's a great way to kick off getting out into society again, because it's kind of cleansing for both parties involved. I mean, I wouldn't know. I've never, I've actually been peed on once. I'll, I'll tell that story. <laughs> I, I don't really like it though. It wasn't that great, but I've been told it gets rid of like uh, jellyfish things. So it's got to have some holistic in there. Oh God. Yeah. I don't know if you saw the video, but she fucking, <laughs> hold on. I got the article right here because People need to know about this. Everyone, it was like the talk of the town. I mi- I was way too late on this. <laughs> yeah, it, it's this rock group, uh, Brass Against, and they're called Brass Against because it's like Rise Against, but they have brass instruments, and they're like a tool and Rage Against the Machine cover band. And if you see the video, I mean, she doesn't hold the fuck back. She just drops truck. She invites this guy on stage. First of all, I'm not going to really read the article because I'm just going to get into the, the brass tacks. No pun intended. She invites this guy on stage and it's like, oh, you want a golden shower? I mean, we're all adults here. We know what a golden shower is. It's, that's getting, that's pee. Okay. She invites him up. He's laying on his back and she just drops trow, squats in front on over his face. And she was like in the middle of like this rage against the machine cover song build up. And then it was like, oh, I forget. I'm God damn it. I don't know the song title, but she's like the price on his head. <laughs> and right when she screams that she pees and it's not really God women pee really like all over the place. I didn't know this because I don't really watch women, women pee, but <laughs> I did that day. And, um, it, it, there's this one photo, it's still, it looks like a solid stream in one photo, and then the next frame, it's like pee splatter everywhere, and this guy's just drenched in pee. So, 
that happened. And I, it made me kind of happy because with all the horrible things going on in the world, that's really depressing. Uh, watching a guy enjoy getting peed on, it kind of made my day. And if you look at this lead singer, her name, her, what's her name? First of all, it's her name is Sophia Eurista. <laughs> Hope I pronounced that right. But I mean, her last name kind of sounds like urine with uh, Easta. I don't know. Um, but she's made this like statement where she's like, I'm not a shock artist. And the band has come out <laughs> tweeting like, oh, yeah, that's not who we are. Well, I hate to break it to you, but that is definitely who you are now. If you keep this lead singer, you're the pee girl now. You're the pee girl now, doc. That's your thing. You got to pee every single time. You're the pee girl. And that's all we can say. That you're... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, every time people come and see you now, they're going to be like, yeah, I want to get peed. And this girl's pretty hot. Like, I think I might let her pee on me if she asked. Because um, she's pretty attractive. Like, I don't like pee, but, you know, you know, have you ever had a girlfriend who's super hot, but she's into some weird stuff, you know, in the bedroom? And you're like, all right, whatever. You know, I'm never going to be in a relationship ever again, probably. So I'll take some pee. And as far as it goes, I mean, pee is not the worst thing. I've had way worse things like deposited onto my body. Um, and so, you know, what, what can I say? And first of all, it's not like she It's not like this woman is the only one who's peed on someone on stage. Like, do we have to go through the laundry list of of um p perpetrators you know can we hold on there's even another artist tmz put this out <laughs> um hold on is or no is it new york times sophia p Urista, silent amid scandal she isn't the first rocker to urinate on stage well i've already know one of them but he wasn't much of a p artist he's more of a poop perpetrator it was a Gigi Allen. He pooped on everybody. I think he peed on people. He got peed on. It was, it was it wasn't a good scene. And that's the only way you can up the ante after peeing on somebody. Um, looks like uh, the guy from Shannon Hoon from Blind Melon. Rest in peace to Shannon Hoon. He I, I think he overdosed on heroin. Looks like he peed on someone on stage. Uh, and Fergie. Hit it, Fergie. All the time I turn around, brothers gather around. Always looking at me up and down, looking at my. Don't let's not ever forget Fergie. She didn't pee on anybody on stage. She peed on her own pants. She peed in her pants on stage. And there's just this the most timeless classic uh, picture of her from back in 2005, and she's got the perfect crotch armpit wet spot while she's hitting a high note with her her fingers pointed and she's she just let out some some great pee right there i think gene simmons peed on people uh who else ozzy a repeat offender <laughs> he says he's a repeat offender who else shania twain has peed on someone no i guess so man what can i say you know and I, that's a, actually, can we talk about this a little more? Let's just think about this because it's like 
that's the most shock rock thing you can do. And you're in a cover band. It's you're not going to get any more attention on you. Like even when Rage Against the Machine like was protesting the the what MTV Music Awards and the bass player or drummer or whatever, he crawled up the giant uh, statue on stage and was like rocking back and forth when Limp Bizkit won instead of him. And Fred Durst was like, oh, my God. <laughs> See, if he dropped a deuce up there, that would have been epic. But he didn't. He just, you know, climbed up that. Okay, that's played out. That's not that cool anymore. Peeing on someone's face on stage. Now, that's if you're in a rock band, that's what you got to do. So, shout outs to um, the Brass Against. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, and let's not forget the worst pee offender. Um I think he's in jail right now. Is uh, is R. Kelly, the one who cried on the that news interview? Here's the deal. I flew in on a helicopter with a damn puppy whom I was in love with. Yes. And the puppy was assassinated on a helicopter. You sound like you're playing the victim here. About how his life is being ruined because, well, he I don't think he really necessarily went to jail for peeing on people. He went to jail for... I mean, he had like a dungeon, like, and he kept people down there, like girls and shit. So, whatever. Fuck you, R. Kelly. <laughs> like, you honestly, piece of shit. Anyway, uh, God damn it. I just went on a rant again. What's up, you guys? It's me. I mean, it's been. I just ranted about pee for so long. You know what? I should just talk about the time I kind of got peed on. And um, it's not anything awesome like you think. It, it was actually, I was. Uh, Jesus Christ, I can't believe I'm talking about this. Welcome to the Christmas episode, by the way. Let's talk about the time I got peed on. I didn't ask for the getting peed on, by the way. It wasn't that, it wasn't, like, I didn't consent to this. And it wasn't human. This chick's dog, or her, this chick's brother's dog peed on my leg at a hotel. And she was, like, trying to, like, seduce me. And it's like, how, no, first <laughs> And I won't get into the nitty gritty details because, I mean, I'm not going to blow up anyone's spot like that. Let's just say I was on break from rehab and I was hanging out with this girl and her brother was at this hotel down the street and she's like, oh, let's go see my brother. And she was like, oh, I think she was going to ask him for weed. And I was like, I don't want to go over there. God, I got to go back to rehab <laughs> like tomorrow. I think this was around Christmas time or holiday season last year. Oh shit. And so, or two years ago. Right. And so I would walk with her to the, this hotel where her brother's hanging out. He's like living in a hotel or some shit. And he's got like a ghetto PlayStation two or something, maybe PlayStation three. He's got a PS three hooked up and he's like gaming on some cod and he's got his dog in the hotel. And this is a, oh God, there's some shady ass hotels or motels or whatever. This is the kind where you can smoke cigarettes in it. And it's just not, nothing good happens. And I've bought drugs at this hotel before. I'm like, I want to get out of here. <laughs> I don't care if you just smoke weed. Uh, so anyway, she is like wanting her brother to give her a ride up at, like north to the next town to uh because she's crashing at her friend's place and she wants me to crash there with her 
And she's like, yeah, you can crash on the couch with me, but like, we can't do anything because there's like a security camera there and they could like see the camera in the living room. So you can spend the night, but we can't like fool around. And I was like, why would I, Oh my God. Why my house is up the street. Why would I drive? Like, no, no, I don't even have my car yet at this point in rehab. Why would I get a ride with your brother way further away from my house to like catch a bus in the morning to sleep with you on a couch, right? And I'm having a, I'm getting filmed the whole night. Who knows who, who fucking is watching me? Maybe Jigsaw, for all I know, is watching me. Your computer has been infected with a pornographic virus. And at one point, I'm like trying to say, like say, no, thanks. I'm going home. And her dog, or not her, her brother's dog, like starts peeing. And it like the stream of the dog's piss is like, a, like hitting my shoe. And I'm like, what the fuck? And so then I lift my shoe away. Thank God my foot didn't get completely soaked in dog piss. And the dog just keeps pissing and pissing because this guy is like so wrapped up in his Call of Duty game. He doesn't let his dog out to piss at this ghetto hotel. And it's just like you can hear this piss just like sopping up and soaking within uh, <laughs> the fucking carpet. And he's on the second floor. So who God forbid anyone living below him, <laughs> whatever room of the hotel, having dog piss drip on their face in their bed and so then i was like all right I, I gotta get the fuck out of here and she's like you sure you don't want to come with me i was like no i'm good i'm not fuck that i need to get the piss off my foot and my shoe like and that's the time i got peed on i've never asked to get peed on but you know yeah if i was in love maybe i don't know ladies i don't know so i i We'll see we'll, when we get to that road. I don't know if someone's worthy of <laughs> of that title just yet. So, but anyway, I'm sorry for ranting, it, guys. It's been a while, and I'm glad to be back. Thank you. Um, Merry, happy holidays for any of the holidays you're celebrating. Me, uh, I've been celebrating, you know, I guess just the basic bitch holidays that I'm not even Christian. I've never been baptized. My parents were fucking hippies my whole life. They're like, yeah, man, like, you know, choose whatever religion you want, man. And it's like the only time I went to a church was to like skateboard outside in the parking lot and then have the cops call on me. So, yeah, I never was indoctrinated into organized religion. But my parents were just like, yeah, we'll celebrate the holidays because every other kid is so we don't want them to feel left out they're all getting presents and candy so let's give some presents and candy to our kids jesus i guess whatever you know so now i still celebrate the holidays but the thing is every or not every but for many many years on christmases gone by i showed up with like just myself and uh no presents and I was either dope sick or I usually copped a bag at the very least. You know, I couldn't get presents for anyone. That was like, Jesus Christ, so much, such an effort. But I could at least come loaded and not sick. So I was at least in a good mood because I knew like, if I'm going to show up sick, I'm really not going to be in the mood for this. <laughs> so I would be loaded and uh, that's never good either. So 
And it just, you know, nowadays being clean and all thinking or reflecting on that, it was just like, there's so many times I showed up getting presents being like, I don't have any presents, but I only want money quote unquote for my present. Oh, geez. So I felt a little bad and remorseful about that. So I was like, well, since I'm working this year, I want to be able to have a gift for every member of my family. Cause we're going to try and have more of a family get together this year than last year. That was, yeah, last year was like lockdown holiday. So I've been working my ass off trying to afford all these presents and trying to afford the December bills. Cause every month I have to pay bills. And so I've been working, but I've been just not having money because all the money goes to every other thing, holidays, bills. And so I'm a little burnt out, but I'm almost at the home stretch. I have like a few more presents left. So that's good. And so I'm really kind of excited about holidays this year for that reason. And just kind of presenting myself in a way that's just better than I was as in compared to years gone by, you know? You know, I'm so, oh, by the way, I'm sorry I didn't get a Thanksgiving episode out. I uh, was super busy, but I hope you all had all had a good Thanksgiving. Something I was thankful for was you know, I didn't wake up in jail for the holidays. That always sucks when you're kind of hoping for an early kick out of jail so you can make it for Christmas. Uh, I'm glad I'm you know, not waking up dope sick because that's never fun. And, you know, I'm especially glad I have no warrants and I'm not on probation because that's never fun. You know, looking over your shoulder every time you need to go out and buy toilet paper or that's not the best or like debating whether you can either afford toilet paper or a bag. <laughs> and me back in the day, I would just, you know, you can steal toilet paper. There's public restrooms everywhere. It's not that hard. Come on. Um, I'm just glad I don't have to do that anymore, you know? So that's where I've been. I've been just busy with that, working my ass off and, uh, trying to be responsible. And it just, it's progress, not perfection. I'm at least I'm, I'm still working off debt, but, and then kind of incur, incurring some more debt, but whatever, dude. It's it's the holidays. Fuck it. This is one of the. I feel like this may be one of the last holidays before the great apocalypse that really takes us into the new um, cyberpunk era. Let's just. So I wanted to like kick it off with a bang this year, and everything costs money. So anyway, also one other thing I need to get out of the way is the uh, giveaway that I talked about and that I kind of won't shut up about. What did I say, you guys? I said December 1st is the deadline of the giveaway, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, someone go back and quote me, um, but I'm pretty sure December 1st. So yes, the deadline for the giveaway is closed. I believe, I, I mean, I didn't get a whole lot of messages. I believe I've got two or three audio recordings, which I think I have pulled up here. So they're saved. I starred them on the Gmails. And so if you send an email, just know I have your audio recording. And um, also, I just want to say, I, you know, I, I said last episode that maybe I'll print a couple more hoodies because 
the people who had sent me a story, they both said, I really want a hoodie and I only had one. So I kind of went ahead and pulled the trigger and I had two more hoodies printed and these are cool because they're kind of, they're like the last hoodie, but that I posted in uh, IG. And this one also has the Nod Squad logo, but I put like a, a skull in the background because they're edgy as fuck to me, I guess. I think skulls are cool. Sometimes they can be a little embarrassing, but this was a cool skull. So I'm going to, if I get those in time, you know, the, hopefully they'll be coming soon. I'll be mailing those out and I'll be emailing anyone who emailed me a story back personally, letting them know just anyone who sent an audio recording and I get to it. Yeah. You have, you all have a hoodie for the, <laughs> the two people who sent me a recording. And for the rest of you, I just want to say, you know, next time I might do a giveaway. This is just a lesson learned. I give away free shit sometimes. Also, um, there's a like, the original hoodie I pressed and about three t-shirts and a shit ton of stickers for the rest of the merch I pressed. I kind of handpicked a few individuals that have been longtime listeners of the podcast that I am. I've chosen just to mail a shirt or merch. If you so want one, you know, you guys have been, listening to the show, giving me feedback for quite a while. And I want to show my appreciation and send you guys some merch. So I'll be sending certain people messages. And again, if you're listening, just know, Hey, send me an email, send me some feedback. I remember these people. I remember you people and I appreciate you. And maybe you'll get some merch and Hey, maybe send me an email soon and I'll, I'll mail you a, uh, a nod squad sticker for the holidays. You don't, you never know. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. Uh, next episode, I will be airing the stories. And I also have a few recordings that I've made that I never released that I'll just kind of splice in this episode. I have a story. I was saving this story for uh, actually next year to drop. But I figured, fuck it, I'm going to drop this episode now because when I received these emails with stories, a part of me, low-key, got a little insecure thinking, hey, what if these stories that people sent in are much better than my own stories? And I, I just, I couldn't have that. <laughs> I couldn't have that because I'm... I'm the one who puts out these episodes. So I was like, you know what? That one story I was saving for 2022, 2022, you know what? I'm going to drop that story right now just because I think, you know, I haven't heard anyone's stories. I just have the emails. So, but I will be uploading them. I'll be listening to them, but I was scared because I was like, well, if they're better than mine, I need to like put up some comp. I need some competition to make sure let people know. I, I, <laughs> I got the stories. That's nothing to brag about, by the way. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Um, so I'm dropping this story. It has a lot of excitement in it. It's pretty fucking ridiculous. And I'll just, I'll let, yeah, I don't know. I'll just get into it. So with that, I hope you guys are all well this holiday. 
and being safe. There's a lot of car accidents going on, a lot of craziness on the road that I've witnessed. Uh, I had to flip off an old lady for... <laughs> I, I made a spiritual amends, okay? Don't judge me, but I feel bad about it. But you know what? <laughs> I, I won't even get into it. That's a story in itself. But she had it coming. <laughs> But I apologize, but she had it coming, okay? So just be safe on the road. Let's just, let's not get into details. You guys already know how crazy it is. So um, with that, let's just get into the story. Uh, sorry for not releasing an episode f- uh, for a while, you guys, but you know how crazy it is for the fucking holidays. And it's crazy enough just maintaining a life and a roof over your head and not doing heroin. So props to everybody, you know, and myself included for getting this far even surviving even if you're like if you if you're alive i mean fuck dude congrats i mean we've made it this far slowest going apocalypse ever but hey we got a presence at least so yay um with that you guys uh i'm out of here i got a bubble bath to take and i then you guys got this story to listen to so you know as always i love you guys and peace love and all Straight in the eye, I don't want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no good, rotten, four flushing, low life, snake licking, dirt eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood sucking, dog kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat ass, bug eyed, stiff legged, spotty lip, worm headed sack of monkey shit he is. Hallelujah! Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol? Okay, so apparently I, you know, have this story recorded somewhere on my hard drive, but I have so many fucking recordings, I can't find the shit, so here I am now to re-record again. But um, these are the pitfalls in podcasting, but you know what, I think I can do a better job on the second go-around of the story. It's, uh... It's quite a tale involving, you know, psychedelics, uh, stimulants, enemies, um, frat boys, eh, alcohol, um, you know, benzos, uppers, downers, all arounders, basically. And this is a great story because it really sparked my realization that, you know, all of my friends, including myself, were all mischievous, devious, you know, diabolical, just downright um, pieces of shit. (laughs) We're mainly just horrible thieves uh, at at the time of this story during this era in my life. Like we stole and ripped off all kinds of just random people and we stole from each other. (laughs) We did really didn't give a fuck. We forgave each other because we knew we were all thieves. We're like, Oh, you caught me slipping. And, um, Oh, this is a tale of me getting ripped off and thinking by ripping off someone else, I'm like somehow getting justice, trying to force control back into my favor. And um, so it's kind of funny. And, you know, no deaths. No one was harmed. Thank God. So this makes it pretty good tale. So let's just get right into it. 
let's see, this is basically around the era of my life when I was working at this car dealership in San Luis Obispo. I don't know if I talked about this in the past. I must have. <clears throat> this was right after I had left the job at the California Conservation Corps. I'm, if you guys remember from a few episodes ago, I tell a story about the Conservation Corps. Well, my end run at the Conservation Corps, I ended up uh, basically getting laid off. <laughs> um, I was just like, I think I was slinging Norcos and um, I kept just calling in sick to work. I was like, because I hated that job. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to call in sick because I got a handful of Norcos here. You know, if I was, if I were to weigh my options right now <laughs> at this stage in my life, I was like, go to work and just get paid shit money or eat all these Norcos and then like sell weed. And then I started doing that. And then they put me on like uh, probation <laughs> at the conservation corps saying like, oh, if you call in sick within the next 30 days, we're gonna, we can terminate you. And uh, one morning I, again, had like five Vicodins and I was like, yeah, fuck this job. <laughs> and then the next day I go in and they're like, yeah, we're laying you off. So I was like, all right, whatever. And then I left, ate some more Vicodin. <laughs> so... um I was basically in the market to find uh, employment because, I mean, slanging was kind of just a side hustle for me to party for free. Um, I didn't really put my whole <laughs> like effort into it. My main like source of income was usually my jobs, and that funded my side hustles and my little ventures. So I was like, fuck, I need a job. And I told my buddy uh, Ray, DJ Reza, you all remember him with the, he had the, um, the fucking, uh, microwave in the back of his car. Uh, so I'm hanging out with him one day and he's like, yeah, why, why don't I, you apply at my job? I can get you a job. I'll put in a good word for you. And he works at, or he worked at this, uh, car dealership in San Luis Obispo. It was a, it was part, half of it was a Nissan dealership. And some used cars or trade-ins. And then the other half was a BMW dealership. So it was like half Nissan, half BMW. I'm not going to tell the name or the owners because it is, you know, no doxing. But the owner at the time was a real uh, asshole. <laughs> like he was a real fucking asshole. He was known by like the whole, all the employees in every department. This guy's an asshole. I didn't know this at the time. That he's an asshole. I was just like, I want a job. <clears throat> now, my buddy Reza, his, his manager, he worked in the the detail department. So I was like, all right, I'm detailing cars all day. And it was pretty good pay with benefits. So I was like, yeah, whatever, give it to me. I was like, if I can find a job this soon after <laughs> getting laid off for refusing to go to work because pills are more important than... Yeah, sign me up. And what's great about this job, unlike the other job at the Conservation Corps, well, because, you know, they didn't like pills and all that. Well, exact opposite over here at the dealership. They love pills. Like, they, I mean, it's on the hush-hush. But DJ Ray, 
Reza or whatever, his manager of the detail department is also his friend who became my friend, who was also the older brother of a good friend I went to like grade school with. And this individual I went to grade school with, <laughs> his name was uh, Mike, and he had two uh, brothers. He had a younger brother named Brian and an older brother named Josh. And Josh was the manager at the dealership. So Josh was like, oh, you went to school and were friends with my younger brother, Mike. And I was like, yeah, yeah, Mike's awesome. I was always afraid of Mike. <laughs> Uh, because he, he didn't give a fuck at, in like fourth grade. He was pretty, he was really thuggish. Like he would literally fight in like fist fight the teacher. And I was just like, just watching like, you know, Ninja Turtles and Ghostbusters that morning. And then I'm like, Whoa, like I would watch the teacher literally pick him up and th throw him <laughs> physically out of the classroom and like throw his desk at his head. And uh, he would just, he was just mouth off. He'd do whatever the fuck he wants. Like, like at such a young age, I was just blown away. I was like, wow, this kid, I wanted to be that badass. But I was too scared. I was, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll get in trouble. So, uh, I mean, I, once I watched, I watched him pick his nose and he's like, Hey Brian, watch this. He picked his nose and there's a fat, like half wet, half dry, crusty booger on his finger. And there's this kid, this like nerdy kid I knew. And uh, he was sitting in front of us, and he just fucking smears his booger on the back of his head, just like, <laughs> and the kid looked back like, well, why'd you poke my head? And uh, it was like in the middle of a lecture, teachers talking about, you know, the Boston Tea Party or some shit. And, and uh, I was just like, oh, my God, that is just fucking ruthless and brutal. Like, I'm so glad I'm on Mike's good side. Because I don't want boogers in my hair, <clears throat> you know? And plus, he could kick my ass. I mean, I saw him kick the teacher's ass the other day, and he's like like a tenth of the, the height, you know? But regardless, that's what was like my in. I was like, I knew the family. So they're like, yeah, you want a job? I, I showed up for like an interview, and he's like, yeah, you want a job? And I was like, yeah, I need a job. Like, give me a job. And they're like, okay, uh, Josh, the manager, was like, okay, well, here's the deal. Um, you have to pass a drug test. So can you pass a drug test? And I was like, well, no, I smoke weed every day, you know, like always. And um, But that's all, all I had in my system. Pretty impressive. And so he uh, basically was like, okay, well, here's the deal. What we're going to do is I'll hire you, but we're going to have you take the drug test in 30 days. So don't smoke weed for 30 days. And then once you test clean, you're just going to pass like all the background and everything. You're hired. No worries. And um, I found out about the pills pretty instantly. Like uh, Josh uh, sold Norcos left and right. And he was like a kind of a producer mid beats kind of like what I aspire and do right now and raise a, you know, like I said, DJ and he would break dance and shit uh, and partied like a lot. <laughs> uh, so a lot of raves, a lot of Molly and cocaine. So, um, and, and at that era, I'll just say, you know, there are no needles around for me. Uh, oxys haven't even like hit the scene yet. This was just like the, the gnarliest opiate, was like morphine 
but they kind of really just didn't, they kind of burnt a hole in your stomach um, if you didn't eat on them. So it was like everyone wanted Norcos. If you could get Norcos or, or even I'll settle for a Laura tab, if you guys remember those days. But this is what I was always hunting for. And, you know, cocaine was always very secondary. Everyone else loved cocaine and pills were secondary. Not for me. I was like, give me the pills and maybe I, I don't care. My money's going to, towards pills. And so Josh had informed me he goes on these road trips uh, up north and meets up with his, like his guy and picks up like 200, you know, Vicodin at a time. So I, you know, he, sometimes he gets the seven fifties, sometimes he gets the Norco, sometimes they're just the fives. And then, you know, usually maybe some uh, volumes on the side and, you know, slang them. And what was really awesome is he would feed them to me at, on the job. Cause once I, you know, I passed the drug test and I got to smoke weed again, we basically smoked weed on the job. <laughs> no one really cared. And he would be, feed me. He'd be like, oh, man, we got a lot of cars due today, Brian. So here, here's, here's some fucking pills. And then we'd just get super high on pills. And it was just blasting the fucking boombox, detailing cars. A burrito truck would come by for lunch. <clears throat> it was awesome. Oh, and by the way, <laughs> all the salesmen did um, all the drugs that we were doing, uh, the, on the BMW side, all of the salesmen were the pill heads like me and they would feed me pills as well. Like I, my first, uh, time I took a methadone pill, it had a big, like, uh, M morphine M with a square around it. Like those, uh, morphine pills. I would get fucked up off those and then they'd feed me like they usually wouldn't feed me oxy or Dilaudid because they were way too fiendish to like share the good shit. But um, they'd be like, oh, I just sold this car here. I need you to do it in like a rid ridiculously small amount of time. So here's pills to work harder, which I did. It was a great incentive when you're a fucking opiate addict <laughs> like myself. But we did a lot of pills and um, I was really just a really veteran weed dealer. You know, this was right before Prop 215 passed. But once I started working at the dealership, I started really getting into selling pills and uh, cocaine. Thank God, uh, this was decades ago, and statute of limitations is in effect. So basically, you know, Josh and Reza, are, Reza's getting me into being just a total fuck up, going to raves, partying, doing Molly, doing cocaine for the first time. And um, Josh is getting me into the the game, quote unquote, you know, hooking me up with good deals so I could slang on the side. And so I was also going and making trips up to San Francisco, picking up some LSD, finding shrooms, because shrooms are kind of seasonal. If you didn't know, usually after it rains, shrooms are in town because people are like field pick or I don't, it's humid. I don't really know. Ask the shroom farmers, I guess. But so I, I was just like really getting into like this renaissance of dabbling with experimentation with drugs and kind of slanging and meeting new people. It was just wonderful time, the good times before, you know, the bad times that we all know about. <laughs> and, um, so 
I go with Josh on some road trips. I'm, I'm picking up pills. And uh, one day, basically, we're partying. Oh, by the way, <laughs> this, I mean, we partied at the dealership. We partied all, we partied at, at each other's houses. We had parties. Um, Josh, I remember to, uh, telling a story on this podcast that about going to a party and some dude got stabbed in the ear with a broken beer bottle and we all had to leave. That was Josh's party. <laughs> See, it's all six degrees of separation connecting the dots. So, I mean, and we had keys to the dealership, which we would party in the the showroom when it was like closed. We'd be like, I remember Josh was like doing cocaine in the waiting room of the showroom and like watching TV when, at like 1130 at night when no one's there. And one of the service managers actually shows up and he like, he sees Josh and Josh like throws of the vanity fair magazine or something over like six like giant lines crescent moon lines of cocaine which i'm pretty sure so and so saw i was like oh what are you doing here josh <laughs> and played dumb because i mean he probably wanted to ask for some but could had to be professional this is the kind of environment that harbored my <laughs> enabled decision making kind of like the high school I went to. So I've been going on runs, picking up pills and making money. Life is good, but there's a, a dry spell of pills. We can't get any. And, it, but it's not, this was like a great era. It was like when I, you know, when you have like, when you're young and your metabolism is not as whatever, and you can eat more and not like gain weight. And then all of a sudden your metabolism kicks in and then <laughs> That's that roller coaster rides over. It was like that for me, but with pills. Like I, I could stop taking pills. I wouldn't get did like I wouldn't feel any withdrawal. I would just be like, damn, I want pills. Dude, that sucks. Withdrawals didn't kick into like a oxy, <laughs> coincidentally. So, but we had a dry spell. There's no pills, and so I get a call, or I'm hanging out with a buddy, my buddy JP, who informs me, hey, I know a guy who can get a bunch of Norcos. I, I, he's like, I know you like Norcos and sell them and get them. Do you want to get these? They're this much amount of money. I forget how much he was charging. And I was like, oh, who's selling Who's selling these pills? Because I, you kind of want to know the integrity of the person you're buying from. Especially, you know, when you have the friends like mine who like, Sell or just do devious and shit and rip off people. And you know, if I ripped off this person, I don't want to like have him rip off me. Oh, goddamn drama shit. So, it, apparently, whoever is selling these pills, um, god, I, f I don't remember his name. God, that's one thing I don't remember. I, I'm gonna call him Jeff, like uh, that movie, because my name is Jeff. The my name my name is Jeff guy because I don't I mean spoiler alert you know he he ripped me off but it was pretty fucking unique in how he ripped me off uh, I don't remember his name I'll just call him Jeff my name is Jeff but Jeff the only thing I remember about him he was a giant uh, Samoan fella and so you know me being young the only uh, thing I knew about Samoans is that they're really big, like tall and huge, and they could 
beat your ass. You know, you don't want to fuck with them because they know how to fight and you know, all that shit. But Jeff uh, wasn't a tough person. He was big. Like, he looked like he could take a punch, but I knew no, um, <laughs> you know, like, reputation of his for fighting. And I knew, like, very little about him, so I couldn't really judge how shady he was. But JP was, like, vouching for him. He vetted him and said, yeah, the, he's good for it. And I had, like, extra spending money, so I was like, whatever. Let's get the pills. And we pull, we do this dumb shit where we pull up and JP makes me wait in the car because he doesn't want me to, because JP has to be the middleman, you know, like, piss it, that shit was so stupid. And so he goes in the house, gets these pills, comes back out, who knows how much he fucking took out of the bag, which doesn't really matter, which we'll get to, but I picked up like 200 Norcos. If I remember back then, they were still fairly uh, decently priced. And these were very decently priced, which was almost, but it wasn't so low of a price that it was like too good to be true. It was like, oh, that's pretty good. You know, so I just whatever, here's my money, got my pills, went home. And on my way home, I'm dropping off JP. I'm like, all right, thanks. I'll talk to you later. I take six of these things, I break them all in half. I mean, they're white pills. They look like fucking Vicodin's me. I'm a stupid young kid. I eat them, go home, and I'm like, all right, hell yeah. I'm excited because I'm waiting for these to kick in and so I can get high and feel all you know warm and fuzzy inside. And I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, you know, and I feel like nothing. So I smoke a little bit of weed, you know, out of my graphics acrylic bong or whatever. And... uh I fucking, I'm like, all right, let's just feel stoned. I don't feel like I'm high on Norcos. What the fuck? So I take some more. I take six more and um, wait. I watch like that 70s show or something. And uh, after, after a few episodes, I'm like, dude, it's been like an hour since I took the last six. And like an hour since I took the six before that, I'd feel nothing. I should be floored off Vicodin. And not only do I uh, not feel anything, but I feel kind of weird, kind of sweaty, a little nauseous. And so I go to take a piss and it's a little bit later. It's at nighttime. I'm pissing in my toilet or pissing in my toilet, standing my showers and bathtubs on my left. And I'm like, okay, I feel not so good. I'm going to throw up. And it's it's going to come while I'm pissing. Uh, kind of a rooster tail. Uh, some form of rooster tail. So I turn, I cock my head to the left and I just arch and spew out some, like, you know, monster energy drink or whatever, pizza. And after my piss, I look. I'm like, all right, cool. I feel better. And I look and there's just, like, the pills. Like they didn't even digest or break down at all in my body. They were like, I think the second time I took them, I took, I didn't break them in half. They were whole entire pills and they're just sitting there in stomach bile and gross puke. And I'm like, all right, normal Vicodins would definitely have digested by now. Like the, these are not Vicodin for sure. So I go to the stash. I look at them and go to uh, the trusty pill identifier 
Vicodin.com. And sure enough, they weren't fucking Vicodin. I forget what these pills actually were. And I forget what they were prescribed for, but it was for something that I don't take. And, and I took like fucking 12 of them. So that can't be good for you of just whatever the fuck this dude sold me. So I'm like, uh, great. By the way, forgot to mention, I had, fuck, you did forget to mention this. So between me taking the six, I had actually dropped off like 150 of these pills to Josh because he threw in on these pills because I told Josh, hey, I know someone who can get pills. You want to go in on me with me? <laughs> He's like, yeah, you know, I'll shoot you money when you get here. Can you spot me? I was like, yeah, whatever. So I went and dropped off those pills, went home, took more pills, found out their bunk because I'm puking up fake pills and the pill identifier has informed me of such said trickery, you know, so I'm pretty uh, heated because it's like, whatever, you ripped me off, but I'm really disappointed because I wanted to get high off pills <laughs> off these Norco, fake Norcos. And I was almost like, I don't know. I was really mad. Let's just say that. And uh, I think the next day or a couple days later, Josh calls me. And he's like, yeah, these pills are, are bunk. Your your guys hooked you up with some bunk pills. And I said, yeah, I know. I figured I found that out. And uh, I'm trying to figure take care of that. But while I'm doing that, I'm just going to reimburse you. Because, I mean, it was on my watch. It was my bad. And during this time, I'm calling JP. Because even the, it was on my watch. But it was also fall back on him <laughs> on his watch. JP doesn't have that kind of integrity or that kind of money to cover the expenses of his fuck ups. He's like, Oh, I'm sorry, man. I didn't, I thought, you know, I thought Jeff was like good dude. I was like, Oh, he's like, I'll try and call him or something. And I mean, everybody knows thievery 101. You don't answer your phone calls like for a, a week or so after <laughs> You just steal like a few hundred dollars. So he's like, yeah, I tried to call him. He didn't answer. You know? I was like, yeah, well, you, you, need, you need to go to his fucking house and just show up uninvited. This is what you do. <laughs> this is how I've gotten my money back. So I, I force myself onto Jeremy's premise or house or whatever, pick him up and make him go with me to this dude, Jeff's house, knock on his door. He's not there. Wonderful. Dude's running around spending my money on probably, I think he liked cocaine. In fact, yeah, I do. I, I knew he loved cocaine because uh, he was asking me if I could get cocaine. And um, I, at the time, I had none. I was like, dude, I just have cash on me. Can I just get the cash? I'll hook you up with cocaine later at the time. So now I'm pissed because Jeremy is like, oh, I'm sorry, man. Goes back to his fucking house. They even asked me for a bowl of weed. I'm like, dude, fuck you. You, 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 this is my friend who, you fucking should have known this guy was like capable of this. And apparently as, as I did some digging into this dude and asked around like, Hey, have you guys known, you know about Jeff? And they were like, yeah, fuck that guy. He fucking ripped, ripped me off or he ripped my friend off or blah, blah, blah. My name is Jeff. Turns out he's shady as like, as they come. He fucking rips it. I mean, as they come, he's basically as shady as me and my friends because I mean, we basically have done all the kind of 
<laughs> tricks and and just heists that he's done. So, I mean, yeah, I judge him, but I mean, technically, I was just as much of a piece of shit as him. So, <laughs> whatever. Um, but it was he did it to me. So that's where the, the injustice is. It's not just anybody. It's like it's me. You know, like. <laughs> Yeah, it's ridiculous, I know, whatever, satire. So I'm like, just, I don't know, I'm fucking sitting in my room, just pissed off because I don't have Vicodin, and it's still a major dry spell, and I want Vicodin. And um, I start going through my inventory. I have weed, which I'm always smoking. I have cocaine, and I have one-eighth of mushrooms. Actually, I might have had more than eighth, but I know I had at least an eighth of these good mushrooms, which I had, (laughs) I had a half ounce of mushrooms, but my good friend Vince actually uh, ripped me off for three of those four eighths of mushrooms because he's told him, he was like with my buddy Dylan (laughs) and he called me up one day and was like, yeah, I know three people who want uh, eighths. So like, uh, you know, come over and drop them off. So, of course, there were n- were no people who wanted eights. He just made that shit up to steal my eights. Fucking asshole. <laughs> and I go over there, and he's like, yeah, all right, I'm going to go walk over to dude's house, and then I'll hit you up. Never fucking hits me up, and also doesn't answer his phone for weeks. And then eventually, you know, it's like, oh, it was... He made us some excuse after weeks, like, oh, I lost the fucking eights. You, which I found out later, he ate them with di- my buddy Dylan. They ate the eights and got a free mushroom trip. So <laughs> I'm upset about that. I'm upset about these being fed these bunk Vicodins because, first of all, you, I, I honestly would rather you just steal my money. Just don't, like Vince, just, just take my drugs or my money and just don't answer fo- my phone calls. No, but you fed me just fucking mystery poison pills. Like, who knows what the fuck they are? I mean, they were actually a prescribed medication, but who knows if I would have weird side effects to it and it could have hurt me. Or I mean, was this guy thinking about that, taking into consideration that? I mean, this was, like, before, like, the age of, like, research lab fentanyl showing up in, like, fake press pills, but still. Nonetheless, it's dangerous. You're you're lying to me about the what the drugs you're tr- you're feeding me. So I'm like staring at all my drugs, and I'm like rage consuming drugs. I'm just like, all right, I'm gonna do all the a little bit of all these drugs. So I do a bunch of coke because that's gonna make the mushrooms like go down easier, of course. Because um, I hate the texture of mushrooms. By the way, they just don't taste good. And I always, and so the eighth of mushrooms is next. And I'm just looking at him, seeing Vince's face, laughing, like him pointing at me and laughing, like ha ha. <laughs> I stole your eighths of mushrooms, and so I eat all the mushrooms, and I just imagining like the mushrooms are like I don't know Vince's head or something, like ha ha. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. God damn it. So I, I rage eat these mushrooms and I do some more cocaine <laughs> because they don't, they didn't taste good. And I was like, all right, I need to like numb my taste buds. And so 
I have a little bit of money, and I have a bit. I roll up a blunt. I roll up a couple blunts actually, because uh, I remember that this part thoroughly. Uh, Snoop Dogg had released a bunch of blunt wraps, like, and they had different flavors, like gin and juice, and crystal flavored, um, fucking cognac, fucking, you know, flavored blunt wraps. So I'm like rolling a couple blunts. It's the weekend. I'm like coked out. It's like I'm just like so pissed off, and I'm just waiting for like the shrooms to kind of like mellow out the cocaine. It was really not wise to mix those two. And so I'm thinking like, how am I going to get back at this fucking, you know, fucking dude, Jeff, my name is Jeff. This guy, I mean, it was, it was like three, 400 bucks for like a couple hundred Vicodin. I'm not sure the price, but it was a good amount of fucking money, you know? And I had money, but I, I didn't have three, four hundred bucks. I only had like seventy bucks. <laughs> and I'm trying to think, well, I could sell these drugs or I could just do these drugs. I mean, I already did a good chunk of them. And then all of a sudden, I get a call on my shitty Nokia brick uh cell phone. And who is it that calls my phone? None other than um Vince and Dylan. The two that consumed my stolen eights of mushrooms that Vince stole from me. <laughs> and they're like coked out because I'm pretty sure they're the ones that sold me this Coke that I was currently like selling and sitting on. And uh, they're calling me, but there's just like all this commotion in the background of whatever phone they're on, wherever they're at. So they're like, what, what are you doing, dude? Because they those two fucks didn't have a car and I did. And I'm like, I'm just sitting in my house. Why? What's going on? And they know about Jeff and that he fed me fucking just bunk fucking pills that made me throw up. And they're like, dude, we're at this party in San Luis Obispo. It's a, it's like a frat, some frat party. And uh, I've never been in a fraternity and I'm not a big fan of uh, frat parties People who are in fraternities kind of trip me out. They're kind of cultish and they do a lot of weird shit and they're just way, way too much, like at the time especially, too much bro culture. And I mean, I know that sounds stupid for me being from California. I grew up in the 90s, like extreme sports everywhere. Everyone here is basically a bro, <laughs> but that shit gets really old and tired. It's like how... Uh, San Francisco says like hella all the time. It's like, what the fuck? So it's like, I understand it, but it's like still like it's played out. And, and it's like, I already have my own crazy fucking friends. I party with and almost get arrested with all the time. I don't need mystery, a uh, rando fraternity people to party with. And God, they do so, so much weird shit to each other behind closed doors while they're, they're passed out and shit. Like <laughs> I was like, no, I'm good. I'm not going to that. <laughs> and I don't really care. And I was like, plus I just ate a eighth of mushrooms. You guys like, I'm not going to fucking drive to St. Louis. I don't even know where the fuck you are. You know, it's not like I could pull up Google maps on my Nokia brick. It's like, I have to like write down directions I'm too fucking high for a Thomas guide. And they're like, dude, we're coked out and drunk. And, we 
sold the rest of our coke to these frat boys and did their coke with them. Because <laughs> they're, Vince and Dylan know how to, they're like the perfect con men. They know how to talk people out of their riches all the time. So I'm like, all right, impressive. But they're like, yeah, they want more cocaine. And we know you have some for sale. So, because we sold you some. So why don't you come and sell the co- the cocaine and blah, blah, blah. And um, I was like, yeah, oh, all right, whatever. And so this is the part I specifically remember. Now, what I remember is me thinking this, but I do not know if this actually happened. Now, my theory is the, the mushrooms had must have started to kick in by the time I was wrapping up this phone conversation because I thought I heard, uh, I think it was Dylan who was on the phone. Dylan said, because Vince didn't even have a cell phone. <laughs> um, but Dylan, was, I, I thought, I interpreted him saying, all these frat guys are friends with Jeff, and Jeff said he was going to show up later. Now, I had been wanting to hunt down and find Jeff for a while, and I knew he wasn't going to answer my calls or my knocks on his door, uh, and he was always going to try and, and evade me. So if this information is true, that Jeff is coming to this fucking party, then I wanted to you know, show up and surprise him and be like, where's my fucking money? Or do whatever. I wanted to get one over on him in any way possible. Now, that's what I thought <laughs> that he said. I think he didn't say that at all. <laughs> um, because, you know, spoiler alert again, you know, I go to the party and I never found Jeff. Like, he evaded me again. So maybe he was going to go there and, like, saw me or heard I was there and, like, was like, fuck that, I'm evading him. <laughs> I ripped him off. So... I'm th- I'm wanting to show up, but then I'm like, all right, I want to go to this party prepared, and uh, I want to be prepared for seeing Jeff. Not like I'm gonna bring weapons or anything. Like, like I'm I'm with I'll make fucking my buddies Vince and Dylan help me like confront him at the very least. You know, I don't know. I'll think of something. I was fucking I was really high in coke. I was like really wanting to jump in the situation, but I was like, okay, these frat guys want uh, cocaine. And I have plenty of cocaine to sell them, but I want to get back at Jeff and I want to make my money back, but I want to get back at Jeff. And these guys, I think are friends with Jeff, right? Which are probably, it's probably not true. I I don't know why I thought that. (laughs) And by the way, I am starting to trip balls. I'm seeing little tracers and things on my, my posters are getting all wavy gravy and all that shit. So I'm like, all right, I have to think and act fast to get to this party because I'm really slowly but surely going to peek into um, hallucination. And it's like, that, it's not fun driving at night in a car by yourself on the freeway <laughs> on mushrooms. That was probably like the fourth or fifth time I've done mushrooms that during that time. So I was like, dude, okay, I'm going to cut the cocaine with a bunch of cut to make more cocaine and then I'll sell that and I'll keep the pure cocaine for myself. 
Because fuck these guys. They, these frat guys are guilty by association for being friends with Jeff. And Jeff stole from me. So just in case I can't get to Jeff, I'm going to get these fucking guys. And then when Jeff finds out that I ripped off his friends, he'll be like, oh, he's hot on my fucking tracks. I don't, I don't know what my logic was behind this. It was like the mushrooms and the cocaine were like working together for me to think up all this shit while I'm preparing to dr- drive by myself. Kids and ladies and gentlemen, don't ever drive under the influence of every, anything. But especially don't drive under the influence of uh, hallucinogens or psychedelics. It's just not, it's very dangerous. I don't know, but I did that and I'm not proud of it. But no one got hurt, say that, but don't do it. It's very stupid. Not condoning that or advocating that. God damn it. My fucking life. So I knew how to cut Coke because Vince actually taught me how to cut Coke Because I remember once he had actually ripped off this kid. I probably talked about it on the podcast. He ripped off this kid we called Mighty Tidy Whitey. (laughs) He sold him like a teener of like all cut. It was like, uh, I think it was a Fedrin. Um, Because you can, there's a lot of things, especially back then, that you could cut Coke with. There was, uh, you know, like these no-dos over the counter, like, Uh, stimulants like caffeine pills you crush them up and cut it with that there's like laxatives i remember snorting plenty of cocaine and having to shit my pants right after and barely making it to a toilet i was like oh this cocaine's cut with laxatives i mean there was like uh that novocaine shit you could get from or lidocaine you could get from the dentist's office like numbing shit you could cut it with that uh, I think I only had like the ephedrine because I remember getting some off Vincent Dillon before to cut Coke and they, they had left some at my house. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to cut a bunch of this you know, shit with um, maybe it wasn't ephedrine. I just knew it was like a stimulant. It wasn't, it wasn't speed. Why would I cut it with crank? God, I'm trying to think. Some no dose or something. Fuck. I'm wondering if ephedrine was over-the-counter. I don't think it's over-the-counter now. Anyway, so, I but I've never cut cocaine with this shit before. I only watched people do it. I've cooked crack before. I've never cut cocaine. I've only just really done cocaine. And the cocaine I sold was always to my good friends, and I never wanted to, like, do that to them. Even though my friends would do that to me. <laughs> Sorry resentment I'm over it now so I'm cutting this coke and I got like two piles and I'm starting to hallucinate and so I'm trying my best to keep track on which pile is the cocaine and which pile is the ephedrine and I'm doing this by pulling out little bumps tasting it <laughs> snorting it and I'm like oops that's not the coke oh that's the coke I bet I need to do a big line of coke now because I got some cut in my nose. So I'm slowly and more quickly now tripping balls. And somehow I'm, I'm like listening to Grateful Dead. I'm listening to like the album uh, Live Dead, my favorite Grateful Dead album. <laughs> Coked out of my mind, shrooming balls, smoked the fuck out, got blunts, prepped and ready to go. And uh, 
I somehow, I don't even, I just remember seeing things and somehow I get this cocaine cut and mixed with the cut and bagged up. And, uh, I made, uh, this, I know, I remember this specifically. I had my didge and I was like, all right, I need to do this fast. Cause I was like, all right, whatever I cut in there is cut now. So if it was too much cut, uh, too late, I can't take the cut out or add more Coke or I could have added more Coke, but I was like, fuck that. This is my, it's my Coke, you know? And I, I didn't tell, by the way, Dylan or Vince that I'm <laughs> ripping these frat boys off that they're like, you know, schmoozing with. So, um, I weigh out gram bags. I weigh out a bunch of gram bags and I was like, okay, I'll do this. You sell grams. They're going to want more. Hopefully they've already done Coke and they're fiendish for more. Um, and they're drinking and they're drunk. It's like, they probably won't even be able to tell that it's cut. And, um, I'll sell gram bags. And if they want you know, a teener, I'll sell them two grams for the price of a teener and I'll sell them four grams for the price of a ball. So they're getting an extra like 0.2, 0.3 with every teener an extra 0.5, you know, half gram with every ball. If they, you know, spend that much, which, you know, when I got there, uh, Everyone thought that was a good deal. I mean, normally that's a great deal, but this is really shitty cut cocaine. So it's like, for me, if I hear that, I'm like, all right, that's sketchy, skeptical. It's like, you know, sus because it's like, no one's going to sell good cocaine for that good of a price. They're going to sell it for expensive ass price because all the cocaine is going around for, you know, shit prices. So, (laughs) so anyway... I think I had about from what I had cut, um, God, it was like four grams of cut Coke and I had, you know, my good Coke, but I kept that at home cause I didn't want to get them mixed up. I was in such a rush to get out. I knew I was going to start tripping more and more. So I get to my car, I got the Coke, got the blunts which is good. And I rushed over to fucking <laughs> to this party and I got like a post-it note with like a turn, get off on this exit, turn on this street, <laughs> which is like go by the dairy queen and fucking God. So I get there. I'm trying to find parking. There's no fucking parking by these frat houses. God, never parking. I finally find parking. I walk up the street Dylan and Vince are calling me I'm like, where are you at? I'm like, I'm walking up now. So I meet up with them and, uh, they meet me in the front driveway. I hear all the commotion inside the frat house. You know, everyone's drunk and loud and obnoxious, which I don't mind. Cause it was my, it was my early twenties and I'm can get that way as well. So I'm like, all right, you guys, I said, I was like, is Jeff going to be here? I, I think I, I think I asked. Because by that time, I'm tripping balls. I kind of don't... Everything's a little fuzzy. I think I even asked uh, Dylan. I was like, is Jeff going to be here? And uh, he was like, what? No. Something like that. I'm pretty sure. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I didn't get an answer from him. Because I remember asking him about this. Yeah, you know what? Now I I remember that like a day or so later, I asked Dylan. I was like, "Uh, wasn't Jeff going to be at that party? And he was like, yeah, you kept asking me about that. 
And uh, I never told you who's going to be there. I don't know where you thought that, but I blame the shrooms, so whatever. But it was it was great because it, it was a great motivator for me even going and driving on shrooms. Which, by the way, that drive to get to that fucking house was fucking terrifying. So, by the way, again, don't fucking drive ever, high or anything. I remember it was like pitch black. There's not many streetlights. There's a few cars out. And like the weirdest, trippiest music, it sounded extra trippy to me, is playing. And I'm tripping so hard. These shrooms are really good. Fuck. I, at one point, I'm like, I, my foot cannot find the gas pedal. <laughs> like, it's like there's a black hole in front of the gas pedal. And every time I fucking stick my foot out, my, my leg is like fully extended. And I'm like kicking my leg out. Like, where the fuck is the gas pedal? And I, and I can't find it. Gas pedal has disappeared. And I'm looking down there. It's really dark. I'd, and I don't know how I'm staying between the lines. Good God. So I'm like, okay, my car is slowly going to down to like 45 miles an hour on the freeway. I have four fucking bags of really shitty Coke. I cut myself and then I'm tripping balls on mushrooms. I need to find this gas pedal <laughs> to get to this house. And somehow the black hole, you know, like, I don't know, it just drifts away and I find the gas pedal. Managed to get back to the speed limit, drive to this frat party. And so I pull Dylan and Vince aside in the front of this fraternity. There's a few people walking in and exiting, but I'm like, I, I, I got to tell you guys something. So I cut this cocaine with that uh, cut you gave me, whatever it was, a Fedrin or <laughs> no dose. I don't know. I don't really know or remember what it was. But uh, yeah, I put that in the Coke and they're like, well, how much did you, cut, you put in? And he, I was like, dude, I don't know. I, I'm tripping balls on mushrooms. <laughs> I was like, the, the, this much? <laughs> and I tried to make a size with my hand. And they're like, oh, Jesus, fuck you, dude. And uh, Dylan goes, if these guys find out you fucking are ripping them off and they all find out while you're at their fucking, <laughs> you know, their main, you know, like their main, like, uh, I don't know, layer, they're going to fucking kill you. They're all drunk and already coked out, and they're used to the Coke I gave them, and your Coke is my Coke that you cut, so it's going to definitely be sh shittier. He's like, let me taste this. And he tasted, I was like, fine, and he tasted some. Uh, and he was like, I was like, you think they can tell the difference? And he was like, uh, well, we'll find out, I guess. So I think it was enough cocaine in that uh, cut bag or cut few bags to uh, pass off as the pure shit. So I was like gearing up, getting in the right headspace, you know, almost like if you are in halftime with your football team and you go in a huddle and you get in the, you get your, the team morale going, you know, I was like, all right, boys, we're going to go in there and make these fucking runs. And we're going to act like nothing is wrong and all that. And, you know, they, Dylan is a little annoyed with me, but they've, I mean, they can't say shit. They fucking ripped me off for three eighths of mushrooms like two weeks ago or whatever. So I'm getting mine back somehow. And so we go in there, just like fucking bunch of music is blasting. And, uh, 
As soon as we get in, eyeballs go to Dylan, and I see him nod his head up, like, what up, bro? And he's like, hey, here's um, my homie I was telling you about that's got the fucking blow, Brian. And I'm like, hey, what's up? And they're like, oh, blah, blah. And a few of them are trying to buy half grams and shit. And I was like, dude, look, I brought four grams. That's all I have. I will sell it all for the price of what Dylan charges for an eight ball. So you get a free half gram. And they're like, whoa. And so a lot of them don't have that much money. Because usually a ball of Coke uh, is like, um, well, at the time I... I charging i didn't sell balls i sold i would buy balls for around 300 to 350 350 was like the most i would pay unless it was like the crazy shit and it was like usually 400 or more and then i would just be like yeah give me a fucking gram for god who knows ridiculous amount of price too so i didn't even like cocaine because it was just so most stepped on drug ever at least when I got my fucking Norcos, I knew they were fucking... Well, they weren't... I mean, they weren't that good. I fucking got sold fake ones and puked, so that logic is straight out the window. Um, but I'm going around, and uh, I'm proposing this, and, you know, a few of the dudes are, like, hitting people up and trying to pull their money together, and um, they do. Thank God. I think, like three or four of them are able to get that much money. Whoever's house it was who like funded all the alcohol was able to fund the cocaine. So cool. Hopefully he charged for like heads at the door and that's where he got some money. And so they're like, yeah, yeah, let's do some Coke. I am peaking at this point on mushrooms. And this is like their faces are melting but they're like, it's like if fucking, uh, uh, you know, Patrick from SpongeBob, you know, when he gets all hyped up and starts screaming. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Patrick. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Patrick. It's like if he was like at a party with me, but there's those like 20 of or to 50 of them and their faces are melting and their voices are really low, <laughs> lower than normal. And they're like, fuck yeah, let's do cocaine. And it, by the way, a total fucking sausage fest. Like, well, God damn it. There was like maybe two uncomfortable girls there. But coincidentally, by the time the cocaine or I had gotten there with the cocaine, a lot of phone calls were made and more people showed up, more women showed up. And uh, I am getting pressured by these loyal customers to do a shitty bunk cut Coke with them. And I can't say no or turn it down. I mean, I kind of tried and said, all right, you guys, I'm on mushrooms. And I, if I do any more cocaine, I might puke. So... I don't know. I don't know. I may just do a little one. And they're like, no, fuck that. You hooked us up. We're going to hook you up. You do one fat one. And so they do, they, oh God, they line out these giant fucking lines and they're, these lines are curved and they called these lines like crescent moons. Cause they curved them like a, these, these are the kind of idiots that would like do out their name with uh, lines of Coke and then snort their, yeah, I, I don't know. So they're like, yeah, you do that one, man. And don't take breaks. You don't fucking. 
I was like, no, no, you guys, you yeah, that's fucking huge. I was like, first of all, I'm stopping halfway and doing the other half and the other nostril because I am not going to collapse my fucking nose because <laughs> I know people who collapse their fucking nose. And they're like, okay, fine. We'll let you do that. And, and I was like, dude, if I puke on your floor, you cannot get pissed. And you all have to make way for me to go to the fucking sink or toilet or whatever. And so I... D- <laughs> God, it was horrible. I did it. And Vincent and Dylan had to do a line too. <laughs> it was awesome. This wasn't like in the main party area. I think uh, what it was like a few of it, the guy and like a few friends who had thrown in and me, Dylan, and Vince go in the back room, like the VIP cocaine section. Because, I mean, no one likes to share coke. And they wanted to save it for oh, when all their girlfriends supposedly got there or imaginary girlfriends, you know. Um, or they could do whatever fucking weird, uh, skull and crossbones cult shit. They, I don't know. But the point is I'm getting really paranoid. The mushrooms and the cocaine, the way too much cocaine and peeking on mushrooms. I already have a a panic attack and my mind is racing about, uh, the deception (laughs) and the, the web I'm weaving, like thinking, Oh my God, if these guys find out, if that, if I ripped them off, they're going to fucking kill me. And, um, I'm just like, and I'm sweating <laughs> and I can't swallow any fucking, um, I can't swallow any goddamn, uh, I can't swallow any liquids. I'm, th- my throat is so numb because I did so much. Sh- it was like, it was good Coke when it's pure, but like I had to do a lot of shitty Coke to get my throat that numb. And I was already doing regular Coke before I even came out here to this party. So then we go back out to like the kitchen and, you know, the room where everyone is and out comes the shots. And what the fuck were they drinking? It was something I hate. It was, oh, Grey Goose. It was vodka. It was actually Grey Goose, which I like Grey Goose, but I'm not a big vodka fan. It just gives me headaches when the next day. Not necessarily hangovers, but more just like my head hurts. But Grey Goose is clean, so I'm I'm like, this is not good. Because they're going to be like, drink, bitch, drink, pussy, drink more. So I'm like, I'm like, no, I'm driving. No, I'm already on shrooms. I'm driving. Fuck you guys. And so they were like, oh, okay. And so uh, I'm like looking at Vince Dillon like, we need to get out of here. I have the money. And you know, let's go. And they're like, no, man, I want to drink more. And so (laughs) I'm like freaking out. I'm like, dude, I'm like, there's, there's frat boys all around us. I'm trying to have a really low conversation. Like, dude, uh, we need to leave before etch on the, like, like sketch a, (laughs) you know, like, come on. And they're like, no, no, man, let's like the wait. And I was like, no, I was like, well, I think I'm going to leave. Like fuck this, um, and I I don't even know why I fucking wanted them to come with me. I think I wanted them to protect me because I was shrooming so hard. Because they were not on shrooms, and I was very much on shrooms. I think I think I needed one like Dylan to drive my car because <laughs> I was really fucked up. And uh, they're like, "No, nah, we're not leaving, dude." I was like, "You guys are fucking assholes." <laughs> I remember telling them, "I was like, you guys are fucking assholes." I was like, "If I stay here, they're gonna make me fucking." <sighs> 
And they're like, they're like, I don't care. <laughs> you, you made your bed. You got to sleep in it. And they're trying to fuck with me. So I was like, how do I get out of this situation? And thank God I remembered I had three of my last uh, blue Valium at my house with the, the rest of the cocaine. And so, cause I think even Dylan was like, cause I was like, oh, you can have some of my cocaine if we go back to my house. And Dylan's like, I got cocaine. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and I was like, well, I, I finally remembered I have the Valium. And I remember Vince and Dylan love Valium. They fucking love Valium. And they fucking love doing Coke and Valium. I was like, well, guess what? I have three Valium at my house. One for each of us. If we go, I'll give you it for free. And they're like, whoa, whoa, fucking fiends, just like me. <laughs> so we leave. Somehow we, like, because I was so sketched. I thought I was going to die. I was like, all, I was so panicky about them finding out and kicking my ass that I was almost hallucinating an ass beating taking place, my own ass beating. <laughs> like I hallucinated it in my fucking, in front of my face. Ugh, it was really, it was bad. And so I remember that uh, I was like, Dylan, I'm like, I need help. <laughs> help me get out of here and get to the car. And he's like, all right, all right, bro, I got you. And so somehow we were like, oh, we got to go get cigarettes. Dylan told him he was going to get um, fucking like Marlboros or I don't even know what he smokes. And now he smokes uh, whatever that shitty organic cigarette that burns forever. He smokes American spirits now, but I think at the time he smoked like, I don't know, camels or Marlboros or whatever. So he uses cigarettes as an excuse and we sneak out and we drive to my house and thank God he drove. I get back to my house, $350 in hand. We whip out the volumes and, you know, pop them a successful day. I remember I'd smoked one blunt at the party. And we had smoked this last last blunt I had, the gin and juice. In the actually, we smoked it in my front yard, and we put coke on it. It was like a cocoa puffs blunt. That's what it's called when you put coke on the. But it was weird because I had already rolled it. So Dylan just put coke in the front, which, and then on some on the outside of like the wrap. He's such a weirdo. He's like a little coke. He's got a little kink for coke. So we smoke that, and um, all I remember is that I'm really fucked up, and it was really late at night and dark, but we were by, well, there there was a bunch of streetlights from a parking lot that had been uh, constructed down the street, and it was really foggy, and for some reason, all the streetlights that were on were the lights from those were reflecting off the fog, making like the whole sky kind of like a brightish orange, which was really weird because it was late at night. And so I just remember seeing that and tripping on it. And I looked at all the houses at the neighborhoods and I, it just looked like they were all on fire because I saw this orange sky and I was like, oh, I mean, uh, I'm not dumb. I knew I was hallucinating and it wasn't real. I was just like, oh, wow, the houses are on fire. And I look at Dylan and he's just laughing at my ass, like, because I was literally about to freak the fuck out and have a nervous breakdown at this party. Or 
get my ass kicked and or both. And they were just holding that over me like the really great friends they were. But uh, I made it out. I sold shitty Coke, made my money back. And um, I never saw Jeff. I never got revenge on Jeff. I just, you know, had to eat the, um, you know, the few hundred dollars I'd lost, but I made it back selling the shitty Coke. And what was great is that I found out later some other dudes that just didn't like Jeff ended up kicking his door in and uh, robbing him with a shotgun, Uh, which is, you know, I mean, I'm glad he's okay, but, you know, karma's a bitch. Like, I'd rather they just kick your ass uh, than just, like, say, hey, we're going to rob you for all your shit. And he had a lot of cool DJ gear as well. And so all his expensive DJ gear and all the cool shit he had saved up for over the years... He's going to have to, like, put on layaway or some shit now or at that time because, yeah, he got he got what was coming to him and I got the good things that were coming to me. (laughs) And that was like a story of the good times before things went all went to shit. But it was also a story that just showcased how much of a piece of shit thievery kind of friends my friends and I were. And, um... Fuck, that's a, it's been an hour. That's a story. So with that, uh, I'm out of here. I got to try and get the next episode prepared for you all this month. So, uh, but please leave me feedback like always. And um, yeah, guys, I love you. Happy holidays. And um, yeah, hope you get, you know, the presents you want and everything like that. So yeah, love you guys. Take care. sort of a miracle because it happens every Christmas Eve and if you waste that miracle you're gonna burn for it I know what I'm talking about